Well, you know, we will definitely make it there one day. We all will make it there. What's going on, everybody? Today is November 17th, Friday. Thank you for tuning in and logging on, and welcome to Truth It In The AM. It is your boy, Truth It, here to address any and all things when it's time to, and it's time to. And by my side, I have the one, the only, too real to be phony, Trooper Joe is in the building, everybody. How, how the girls do it? Hey. <laughs> it's Friday. It's cold outside, folks. Yep. Baby, it's cold outside. But you got to go home. Get up. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to go home, but you got to get up out of here. Yeah, yeah it's cool. And thanks for the applaud. I hope everybody's having a great time getting ready for Thanksgiving coming up. And I hope that you, you're making a big list of things to be thankful for. I hope you have a big list of things to be thankful for. That, that, that'll be a good thing. That'll be a start. That'd be a start on and on everybody getting rid of all this kind of craziness that seems to be running rampant in this country. It's just out of control mm-hmm. in this country. Yep. It's a silly country. Well yeah. uh troop, there is a rapper named Lil Peep. Lil Peep. Yeah, well I and should say did. there was <laughs> a rapper named Lil Peep. He's one of these new rappers. Oh, let me that. He's one of these little rappers. The new rappers that have the tattoos all over their faces mm. and promotes doing drugs. And it killed him. Yeah, it killed him. He is gone. Uh, he overdosed on Xanax, they believe. And uh, he, in his last Instagram post, Instagram is kind of like Facebook. He said, y'all going to love me when I'm dead. And that was the last thing he wrote. And then he overdosed on those pills. Maybe he committed suicide. Uh, the, the, well, they, they say it looks like an apparent overdose now. And he was scheduled to do a show. And on Instagram, he said, I'll see you guys all tonight. So it didn't look like unless he decided to take his own life at the last minute. Sometimes they do that, I guess, because I'm you know, like in Ajax. Ajax is the uh, mightiest hero from the the um, wars of Troy. Yep. But he committed suicide. And his last words were something like, well, tell... I'll be speaking to my children from the grave or something like mm. that. You know, so who knows? It, this 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 young rapper's words and stuff like this may just be something pointed towards he didn't have a happy existence and he was going to commit suicide. Yeah. And, well, it's, it's still not sure. They haven't ruled out suicide yet, but they said it does look like an apparent overdose. Uh, but he is no longer with us. And there is a troubling problem going on in music today. Now, I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of old people. I, I know back in the day, I would my parents used to say, in our day, we played real music. We sang. We had talent. <laughs> I'm going to dare sound like them a little bit. In my day, we talked about smoking marijuana. That's all we talked about. Oh, yeah. Now, today, they talk about drinking lean, which is cough syrup and alcohol, which is very dangerous. Codeine, which is very dangerous. Taking Xanax pills, taking ecstasy pills, uh, doing all kinds of mushrooms and drugs to get high. And they glorified it in the music today. That's my era. Yep, that's that's now too. See, that wasn't in my in my era. All, skipped it. Yep, they we skipped it. Any other, you know, mm-hmm. if you did crack is whack. 
that that was my uh, crack yeah. crack is whack. You you're crazy if you do heroin. You're a crackhead if you do heroin. All that other stuff. We we never uh, glorified that. We glorified smoking weed, and that's about it. But now all kinds of other drugs are being glorified, and. Someone said a couple weeks ago, a rapper is going to die from this culture. And sure enough, the first victim, uh, Lil Peep, has died. Lil Peep. I'm sorry that he died. Nobody should die. But we we really need to look at this epidemic of, of drug abuse, and that's what everybody seems to like to call it, as something that's not just words to be used like an epidemic of drug. It's bad. It kills you. Yep. Not only does it not kill you, it distorts your sense of reality. We had this guy in Utah going around. He and killed the Asian kid for the car. They planned all that. We're going to hijack a car, make the guy drive us all up to Tennessee mm-hmm. or something like that, and then we'll kill him. Mm. He'd already killed killed the, the people that he was partying with, him and his girlfriend and stuff earlier in the week at some place. This is all survival skills for drugs. Mm. You know, that's all that was. They, well, we got to get to Tennessee, so let's hijack a car, use up the guy's, the person's money, and do all this stuff and then kill him. Wow. I mean, this is that's, this is the mentality that comes with, with this drug stuff. And you can try to rationalize it, and you can try to intellectualize it, and you can try to put all these spins on it because the drugs now uh, are situated in the white community, and, and everybody doesn't want to come to the fact that, yeah, this is still the culture of drugs. Mm-hmm. These people that are doing perpetrating these crimes like that, they're from that community. Yep. They just can't live there anymore because they have to go get the drugs. So they, they're down in the, the, the cities and they're not street smart. They don't know how to act in the streets. So they do violent type of things. House breakings, holding people hostages, killing, anything to get the money to get the drugs because that's the nature of the drugs. And if you want to pretend that it's a disease and all these things like this, go ahead. But this result's not that's not going to change the result of that behavior. Mm-hmm. That's a streetwise behavior from somebody who does not know how to survive on the streets of the city. Yeah? Well, a lot of these guys now want to live like the rock stars of the 80s, like the Aerosmiths, like the Bon Jovi's. Like the, yep, like the, the rock stars of the 80s. And Parker Hill Avenue, party! Yep. Down to Mission Hill. And they want to... <laughs> Got to party. Yeah. That's, and that's what they, remember that. But that's what it's they want to do. They want to live a life where they go do their music and they want to party 24 Ooh, hours a day. Yeah, they like party. And <laughs> it takes a toll on your life. You can't do it. So a lot of these guys, they're dealing with depression. They're dealing with uh, being unfulfilled because living that life on the road and not having anybody, it really takes a toll on you. So they turn to drugs. <laughs> And those drugs that they turn to are very dangerous. Oh, turn them inside out. My friend was bodyguard with those guys for mm-hmm. a while like that. He said, and all they did after, all night long, he couldn't, st- he finally had to get out the business of bodyguard in um, <clears throat> um, the um, musical industry because he got old. Mm-hmm. He, he's not partying. <laughs> he's standing there 
doing nothing while these people are just acting the fool. And he's got to protect them all <laughs> night long into the daylight hours. And it's not necessarily <laughs> protecting them only from dangers. You have to protect them from themselves. Exactly. If they're drinking and they're stumbling or they're drinking and they're trying to they yeah. almost get into a fight with somebody. All of these things that they do on their own, you have to protect them from. That's mostly what he had to do. He's babysitting after the babysitting, show. Babysitting, exactly. Babysitting during the show, mm-hmm. babysitting before the show. So no, nah, he's working with you. <laughs> and that's what they did with their, uh, that's what a lot of bodyguards have to do. And that's what yeah. a lot of these rappers now they want to do. They are attracted to that life of being rock stars. And it takes people's lives. Now, Little Pete was only 21 years old. Yeah. So, you know, his fan base were all young oh, yeah. people. And all the young people listened to his music and listened to him talk about taking drugs and taking Xanax. I don't even, how do you get Xanax? On the street? You can get I guess anything so. you want on the street. Well, he was good at it because he definitely had his fair share. On Instagram, he took pictures of himself popping pills and saying F it while he had two pills on his tongue and just kept taking them over and over again. He even said things like Xanax is the only thing that makes me happy. He really was engulfed and he really was his whole life encompassed these drugs. Where are your parents? Where were his parents? I don't, I don't care know. how much rock star you is, parent. We got to bring back the 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 um, the ability to beat your kid. That's still your twenty one year old kid. Go punch him, and you should have punched him in the mouth and said, "What are you doing, fool?" Not only was he twenty one, but he was twenty one and famous, world yeah. renowned, famous. Yeah, but still, uh, you know, like somebody had to should have talked to him. What do you th- don't do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they probably tried, and then they they say, "We well get out." Go on and live your life and stuff like that, but, you know, pay for everything of mine. (laughs) Yep. A a spokesman for the Tucson, Arizona Police Department told CNN that police were called just before 9 p.m., 11 on Eastern Time, Wednesday night, after Lil Peep was found unresponsive by his manager in his tour bus and said that first responders rendered medical aid, but they were unable to save him. After speaking with people on the scene and going into the tour bus, police said there was evidence of a possible drug overdose, most likely from Xanax. Uh, Obviously, we're not medical examiners, so there will be an autopsy to determine the exact cause of death, adding that there was no sign of any kind of foul play and police are treating it as a suspicious death case, most likely from an overdose. The Long Island rapper and singer blended emo and hip-hop for a distinctive singing and rapping style, which often highlighted his drug use. Uh, have you ever heard of the term emo? I thought that was one of them little characters on the <laughs> on Sesame Street or something. That's Elmo. Oh, that's Elmo? Elmo? Yeah, Elmo. <laughs> no, emo is uh, a dark, kind of like depressed, moody culture. If you like, you you ever see the kids walking down the street and they have like the spiked hair and the the, the lot of black mascara on, mm-hmm. and it'd be boys and they wear them baggy 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 pants. Yeah, those are people of what you would consider to be emo. And uh, he made his music music to garner towards the emo culture. And uh, the boy was crazy. <laughs> 
that culture sounds like I don't know anything about that culture, so I can't really comment on that culture. Yeah. I see the kids nowadays, and they got a whole, they got a whole litany of different cultures out here now for the kids. It's kind of, kind of interesting. That's the millennials. Yeah, and they're pretty much bored. Yep. From what I see, they're bored. Is it bored or is it too much information? I think they got too much information and it over it over it it, it shot it out their brain or something yeah. like that. Cause now they're just bored, depressed. People are being depressed that aren't depressed. Mm. The word just rolls off the tongue so easily that they become depressed. They look, ah, I'm depressed. So they look for all the symptoms and they they take the symptoms and juxtapose them on this, stick them on here and stick them on there, and and you could find them because. They have so many different things about depression now. So, and that people, you know, I don't believe a lot of the people that are depressed are really depressed. I believe that in most cases, they're bored. <laughs> uh, I agree to an extent. I What I think the problem is now is that we have so much information yeah. to our fingertips on how the real world is. You remember, you used to be able to shield your kids from the real world happenings. Like, you know, my mother, she wouldn't let us watch the news. She wouldn't let us watch certain TV shows. She wouldn't let yeah. us. Now we have all that stuff, access to all that stuff on, on our cell phones. Yeah. So we can, if, if we find out, for example, let's say one rapper gets shot and the video's on YouTube. It takes us 30 seconds to get on YouTube and find it and then watch it. Wow. And then when you fill your brain up with all of those images of death and destruction and politics and Ooh. President Trump and, Trump, and Trump. all of that stuff, that's, an, you know, you get that can drive a person literally crazy. That's why I think we have a lot of these shootings and stuff going on now that we have uh, in, a, in a relate, not related news, but the shooter in California. Did you know that he was unable to buy weapons? Yeah. So what he did was he bought pieces, pieces yeah. of weapons and put them together to make guns. Yeah. You have he, he had to Google, go online and figure out how to do all that stuff. It's too much information. We're being fed too much and we need better coping mechanisms. <clears throat> and when we don't have good coping mechanisms, we self-medicate. Yeah. Some of us self-medicate by working out a lot. Some of us self-medicate by taking Xanax. Some of us self-medicate <laughs> by getting into electronics. People desperately find ways to self-medicate these days because it's so much trauma to look at what's going on in the news. It's amazing that our ongoing joke, not joke, but our ongoing discussion or bet is who are we going to go to World War Three with first? Yeah. Israel or North Korea? And we, we have every day it's oh new information I'm That's winning new right. information I'm winning we're headed towards the <laughs> world the destruction of a lot of people the death of a lot of people and we're sitting here talking about who's gonna win That's who's right. gonna win That's all right. that bombs coming for us but I won well you can't watch football <laughs> right you can't I can't watch football because of Kaepernick so so yeah. I, I agree with the whole thing, but you know, one thing that, that stuck out to me most in that thing, you kept using the word Medicaid. Yeah. That association points directly towards drugs. Yeah. And that's yep. what, that that's how we think. Right. 
So it's all right for us to do drugs and everything, you know. In this because, society. Because we're depressed and we're only doing this to end our depression. And it's a big business. It's a big business. And that big business advertises and it uses the media to advertise and tell us that whenever something's wrong, we have to find a specific pill to take care of whatever it is that's and, wrong. And it's more more than that too. You you can't the, the pharmaceuticals just can't sell pills for just willy nilly. Mm-hmm. That's why opiates and all that it become a disease. Mm-hmm. The pills are to combat the disease of of addiction. Mm-hmm. Opioids are an addiction is not a disease. Okay, it's a choice, but you can't sell to a choice. <clears throat> so they have to make it a disease. Okay. And not everybody got a disease mm-hmm. of drug addiction. Yeah. And they die. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, we have, unfortunately, uh, uh, ways of self-medicating. And I think we just have to do like you do and working out and, and finding more healthy ways to medicate or healthy ways to cope with these uh, and, and take a break from social media, too. I take a I, Unplug. I don't even know how to use. <laughs> I I can I can get I can say hello. I can look at the Facebook thing. I don't even know sometimes if I post stuff if it goes any place because they cheap upgrade the thing. It's like stop upgrading my phone. I can't understand it now. Why you want to give me more things to confuse me? Right. Mostly I use my phone. I got a lot of books on there that I read, so mm-hmm. I read a lot of books. And I say hello on it, and the email comes on it, and I like to get rid of the email because it's all advertisement. Right. And so, it, you know, it, it, it's like I don't know how to open Messenger. It doesn't work for me. I don't know why it doesn't open. Mm. So, so I, I don't know. The, the technology of today is somewhat way over my head when it comes to things as as simple as, Using the phone mm-hmm. now, now you know, because w- w- this is just me. One of the things I like to do, and I've been doing this for many, many, many years, and I got this thing from um, because I, when I was you know going to school for anthropology, I like uh, Levi Strauss, mm-hmm. and Strauss too. He said he read Scientific America mm-hmm. from cover to cover. That's what he did. You know, that was one of the magazines that he liked to read from cover to cover. So I followed suit, and I read two, the science magazine from cover to cover. Mm-hmm. Most of the stuff, I ain't got a clue what's going on when they get into the research part of it. But the the, the beginning of it, there's like 50 pages and stuff like that. I get information of things that are coming in the future. There's projections of coming in the future and everything. Mm-hmm. I may not understand <clears throat> all the things that are coming there, but gradually I'm beginning to develop. It ain't even gradual anymore. It was gradual. I'm beginning to develop more and more an awareness what's happening, and I'm able to 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 see it now. Yeah. And and make make you know really intellectual uh, conversations with it, which is kind of hard because. I don't know many people who just read science magazines. And right. Stuff. But see, even reading science magazines, well, science magazines could be scary to read too. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of times they predict the end of the world, or if we don't start doing this, the world will, meteorites can hit the planet in two years, stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> it 
there's a lot of there's a like let's take this story for example troop right i consider myself to be a african-american pastor okay and i'm just going over the news and someone just sent this to me three ohio pastors indicted on child sex trafficking conspiracy black pastors black men trafficking kids a third Ohio pastor has been indicted on sex trafficking charges stone <laughs> I'm saying and prosecutors say all three men worked together to entice underage girls with money in exchange for sex a federal grand jury in Toledo has indicted Reverend Cordell Jenkins and Reverend Anthony Hayes and Reverend Kenneth Butler on conspiracy to sex traffic children. All three men pled not guilty Tuesday. The U.S. Attorney's Office says Haynes began grooming a 14-year-old girl for prostitution in 2014. Prosecutors said Haynes introduced her to other men and all three of the pastors sexually assaulted her. Jenkins and Haynes were previously indicted on child sex trafficking charges in July. An attorney representing Jenkins tells the news her client understands he is facing very serious allegations. I read stuff like that, Troop, and it drives me nuts. <laughs> it would drive me nuts, too. Stone. They should be stoned to death, Troop. I like that. Stone them. That's, That's right. right. If it was up to me, they would be stoned to oh, death. Oh, I, I agree. Really, I said it before. Anybody messing around with children and stuff like that, stone them. And the, but this isn't just anybody. These are reverends. These are people that are supposed to be leaders of the community, leaders of a church body, Followers of Christ, they are making church people look bad. So you know what atheists are going to do? They're going to say, "Oh yeah, look at how yeah God ain't real. Look at how his his followers are acting." Yeah, everybody's going to can't blame any of this on God. You know, these are some perpetrators. They're some they're, they're predators. Yep, predators come in all shapes, forms, colors, and stuff like that. They do. And and, and the sad part about all these predators are, you know who the predators are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like somebody knows something. Mm-hmm. But we get into, oh, well, I can't get in, in, in involved in something like that because they're afraid. <sighs> I think there's a lot of fear out there, even though people are posturing like this, some kind of super bad or anything like that. There's a lot of fear out there. If you see something bad, at least call the police. Right. Don't shut your windows and doors or, or peek out like this with your little phone up here to take pictures. I don't know how to use the picture thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, they take all these videos and stuff. Call the police. You got a phone in your head. And <laughs> Dial that, the number. But you see, troops, something like that, that bothers so you. Can, that, stuff like that doesn't bother you, does it? What? The, the story, like... So what I I, the I, I they, yeah they bother you but I mean they don't they don't bother you to the point where you lose sleep at night or where you no, feel I'm, deeply concerned about it. I'm not gonna lose sleep at night for for incidences. Right. I, I, I would I would lose sleep at night because this world I don't care I'm selfish it's mine. Okay. You know that's my world that's where I'm living at this time and there's a whole lot of enjoyment and entertainment out there for me. And, and people are just ruining this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the things that I find very, very difficult to do 
Don't want to come in and have a show with you. You get we, you know, we talk before the show, after the show, during the show. I get a conversation. Yeah. Just you don't get conversations anymore. Get a dialogue type of conversation. Mm-hmm. You you get people's narratives on sadness, on depression. Mm-hmm. How how the if you're talking to some a group of blacks, how evil the white man is. You're talking to a group of white. How come the blacks think the whites are evil? It, it's like, I ain't got time for all this. Right. There's some fun out there I need to be. My fun's more eclectic than everybody. I, I have to admit that. I, I think it's great fun to run up a mountain or or, or run in Death Valley. You know, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Or, or cross... Across the Grand Canyon, you know, I like a little bit different fun than everybody else, but it seems to be a growing trend that Tough Mother's a billionaire enterprise, mm-hmm. billions, yeah, enterprise to go play in the mud, <laughs> right? So maybe there's something coming on with this, but yeah, you know, the people that I know, all they do is sit around and complain all day long about something, and yeah. And that's what drives me crazy because they're filling up all my space with nothing but this negative. negativity. Yep. Yeah, like, come on. Man. So, yeah, I, I've been down the past couple of days. I, I deal with depression from time to time, and I was dealing with a little bout of it. And uh, you told me to go go out and go for a walk and everything. And I just went to the store with the wife, and you know, yeah. we laughed and we had fun. And I did feel a little bit better when we came back. But uh, it's hard when you're exposed to this much stuff all the time yeah. and so you can't internalize that stuff yes but you're do this is a way where for me you you're doing something about it in a positive way mm-hmm. you know you should take you should take great great um not a word man right out of my silly little head but Solace in that, or something mm-hmm. that you're actually doing something about, it. and not just in a small way. Just a radio show, we're reaching millions and millions of people, mm-hmm. and you're doing something about that. You're doing something about that in your church and stuff. I mean, you're physically doing stuff. Most people aren't doing anything about anything. Nope, they're not caring about God. They're not doing anything about their. They only care about their own self. Right. Thanksgiving's coming, and everybody's thinking about Christmas. Yep. It's, it's, it's like, <laughs> can we get through one? And they're not even thinking about Christmas. They're thinking about Black Friday, yeah. then Christmas. Yeah. It's, it's like, really? It's like, Thanksgiving, you, aren't you going to take time out to give thanks for all the, the things that you have or don't have or you want or anything yep. like that or just for the fact that you're you're breathing air yep. yeah yeah you're gonna give you're gonna give thanks for any of that stuff nope gonna put my christmas list together and put it out on all the walls at everybody's house so they buy me something all right <laughs> so we have a lot of people turning to depression and a lot of people turning to self-medication by way of drugs and things like that working out is one positive way. Oh, yeah. What other ways do you think a person can uh, help deal with the stresses? So, no, we have two ways. We, we came up with two. One was going, like, working out. Another one was taking three. Working out, taking a walk, taking yeah. a break from it, that's and then it. unplugging from social media. That, that's that's about all you need. Working out, working out. 
Working out isn't for everybody. Not at first. I disagree. Extreme working out for you. Extreme working out isn't for everybody. Your type of workout. But getting out and going for a walk, a speed walk is working out, and everybody can do that. That 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 see, getting out and going for a walk is 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 it should be getting out going for a walk. Right. Yep. And a lot of people can go for a walk or even exercise with their arms. When you when you take in a lot of information like that, you get frustrated. And yeah. when you get frustrated, sometimes the best way to get rid of that frustration is to burn it off. You need to burn it off by way of burning calories. Uh, a lot of people, they get upset. They get frustrated. They fight with their husband or wife or they have a problem with their kids. And what do they do? They go to the gym and go to the punching bag and punch that anger and frustration out. Get, get rid of all of it. I and get the bag yesterday. Yeah, see, getting rid of that bag is a good way to get rid of some of that frustration. In the same way, it doesn't have to be punching a bag. You can go for a walk. You can go for a run. A lot of people go for a real uh, uh, strenuous runs where they are like, you know, they are really full stride running. They can do that. Yeah. There's a lot of ways and a lot of things you can do to get over the stressful hump of dealing with the frustrations of what's going on in the news. A texter says yoga and meditation works for me. Yoga is a good thing. That's taken the world by storm over the past decade or so. Yeah, it, it lo- the, the, the words I heard the most out of that is works for me. Yep. That's what that's what you should if it works for you, do it. Yep. If if you like throwing paint against the wall, mm-hmm. don't paint against the wall. Not in my house. No. Don't tell my kids that. <laughs> they get in trouble. Yeah, you know, I mean, whatever works for you in 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 divorcing yourself from whatever is making making you anxious, triggering you. Yeah, the trigger is you. And when I say go for a walk, it's not go for a walk to alleviate whatever it is that that you're that's triggering you, mm-hmm. or to think about the the solution to what's triggering you. Leave all that stuff back there. Yep. Just go on out there, breathe some air, take a walk, or go meditate or do anything. But don't meditate about the problem. Right. One thing I tell my congregation at church is a lot of times they'll bring their stress to the church. Oh, yeah. And they'll leave it at the door and then they'll go inside. And then, and then they have up. church. And yeah, and then when it's time <laughs> to leave, they pick it right back up, put it right back on their back, and then walk away. No, you're supposed to leave. Cast all your cares on the Lord is what it says on the in the Bible. You're supposed to leave it all there. Bring it to church with you and leave it there. Don't yeah. take don't pick it back up and bring it home with you. That's what a lot of people do. But if that works for you, whatever works for you, you're you're right. Whatever work, find whatever works for you. That's it, yeah. And focus on that. And and then, you know, don't Building excuses for not doing it. That seems to be a European-American type of thing. We build these excuses and I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Of course you have time. What are you doing? I'm, I'm looking at Facebook right now. Right. You know? Okay. <laughs> Especially in New England. Yeah. New England is known. New Englanders are known for not having time. Yeah. Oh, I just didn't have the time. I just didn't have the time. New York is known as the city that never sleeps. They're yeah. All don't have the time. I'm don't just busy. Yeah. And in some cases, there are some points in your life that you'll be pressed for time. Yep. You know, that. that's just a given. But it, say you're, you're a, a student, you know, and you got 
I don't know. I've been a student in in college since '72. I think I started in college, mm-hmm. and I've been going ever since. And I've watched a big change in college. Seven, when I was in college in '72. You know, you took four courses. You're carrying 16 to 20 books. Yep. <laughs> Every course came with five or six books. Yep. You know, now you take, you know, five courses, you got five books. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. <laughs> it's like, okay. Even in Bible school, I had to carry a couple books per class. It, yeah. it, wasn't, it definitely wasn't one. I know that. <laughs> yeah, so things, things have changed like that. So are the stresses still there? The stresses of studying for for a midterm when you when you got five books that you got to go through and you got to glean out all this information and mm-hmm. stuff like this is a lot different than the, the going through one book and then and then looking up something on the internet. Right. But it it it's not as difficult as it once was. Yep. I don't think so. Anyway, maybe after years of going to college, I finally got a little bit of. Uh, uh, way of doing it. <laughs> yep. So find yeah. whatever works for you and, and do it. And do it. Just do it. And it, and another thing, if you're lucky enough to have a spouse, and talk to them. Yep. And and I would suggest you talk to them twice a day. Right. Once in the morning and once in the evening. And don't make the mistake of talking to them only about your problems. No, don't talk about your problems. Don't be a source of stress. Yeah. You can talk to them about your problems, but you're supposed to talk to them about everything. You know, a healthy, an indication of a healthy marriage is when someone says, oh, I talk to my wife about everything, or I yeah. talk to my husband about everything. That means the good and the bad. And, and, and one, of the things, one of the things I think that works best when you're talking to your spouse is everything about the things you don't understand. Mm-hmm. It's your spouse, so you kind of got an idea what they might understand. So, But not like, well, you know, honey, I just really don't understand the mechanics of, the, of, of this microphone. Right. You know, because she doesn't care about that. So mm-hmm. you don't, we don't go. But, you know, you just say, you know, I, I would just... I was just thinking, or, or I saw this on TV, or I read this in the paper about about the different ways of, and I know you're going to say I'm sexist now, of Uh-oh. making chicken soup. Uh-huh. You know? So you're asking, yeah, yeah, how did you grow up with chicken soup? Everything. And then you want to talk about chicken soup. You know, this is how my, my grandmother used to make chicken soup and stuff. And mm-hmm. this, you know, I'm just using that as an example, not as, as anything. But talk to them about something like that, something that's neutral, something right. that that they that that either she she's a, she asked the question or the guy asked the question. Yeah. So they, they you get feedback, you get a dialogue going back and forth, and this 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 alleviates stress. Yep. Yeah. Because then eventually, when they come with their stressful problems and everything. You got a better idea of where their head's at too, so you got a you better do. idea to give them some, some uh, maybe a, something that might help, or at least something that won't hurt. Well, true. You know who needs <laughs> help today? Who's that? Men. Men. We are in trouble. Ah, man, we we haven't been getting. We've been getting in trouble for everything that we've been doing the past 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah, man. that's just crazy. Come, come for on, it. man. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, Rocky, Rocky. Adrian, <laughs> uh, responds to allegations that he assaulted and threatened a 16 year old when he was 40. Now, Sylvester Stallone, Rocky, 
has been accused of sexually assaulting a female in 1986. What is it with 1986? Dustin Hoffman was in 1986. Kevin Spacey allegedly (laughs) raped someone in 1986. What was happening in 1986 in Hollywood where all of these women were being attacked? Maybe the world didn't explode in 1984. Was it 1984 that Orwell book? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe they were feeling good. I we guess. We still here. Uh, Sylvester, uh, but you know, okay, so Sylvester Stallone is denying the report that claimed he had inappropriate sexual contact with a woman in 1986 in a Las Vegas hotel room when she was 16. The Rocky actor spoke out against the story, which was based on a decades-old police report obtained and published by the Daily Mail. He replied, this is ridiculous, categorically false story. No one ever, no one was ever aware of the story until it was published today, including Mr. Stallone. At no time was Mr. Stallone ever contacted by authorities or anyone else regarding this matter, a representative of for Stallone told Fox News. The alleged incident occurred in Las Vegas while the action star was filming the movie Over the Top, according to report. Do you remember the movie Over the Top? No, with the um, arm wrestling, arm yeah, wrestling. and he would turn the hat around when he get his powers. That's when <laughs> you know he turned the hat around. He's about to break someone's arm off. Yeah. Uh, so Sylvester so Stallone is accused of sexual uh, assault. Here's my thing with all <laughs> what's going on in Hollywood. It's a pendulum. Yeah. Every time it swings one way, it always swings back the other way. So, for example, uh, when the LGBTQ uh, so the pendulum swung one way when they the White House painted the uh, White House in the rainbow colors. Here. And the LGBTQ was on top of the world. Then Donald Trump became president. <laughs> the pendulum swung back. Right. I'm afraid that with all of this that's coming out against men now, the pendulum is swinging one way. And just like the empire strikes back, I think men are going to strike back against women and it's going to get ugly. Could be. You could have something there. There is something incredible, and I'm not saying good or bad, mm-hmm. about a woman accusing a man of sexual assault and he losing everything before being found innocent or guilty. These men, most of them, a lot of them, have come out and apologized for what they've done. Yeah. So they deserve to lose everything. <laughs> You know, I don't know. It's all. When are they going to say something to Arnold? Schwarzenegger? <laughs> what does Schwarzenegger do? Schwarzenegger made the movie and said, Yeah, I get the pump. It's like having an orgasm all the time. I have an orgasm with the women, I have an orgasm with the pump. All he did was think about sex all day long. <laughs> I guess there's nothing wrong with it as long as you don't. Uh, Tommy Lauren from Fox News, I can't believe I'm quoting her. She said, here's a key. Don't mess with a woman who doesn't want to be messed with. Yeah, I think. I don't understand why these, what was so difficult about these men touching women and messing with women without their consent. Yes, I bet. I bet I don't do any of that messing with them without consent. I don't know, man, but a lot of it's how I, I don't put it past anyone in Hollywood. If you are in Hollywood right now and you've been in Hollywood for the past 30 or so years, I don't put anything past you. They all should be stoned. Stone them. Just stone them and start from scratch because it's just too many now. It, but it, it, it is. And I don't know. The, 
oh, a lot of these women coming forward, some of them have to be gold diggers. I'm not saying all of them. Some of them have to be gold diggers. You know, maybe they were there at that time and said, oh, well, it's an opportunity because everybody's doing it, so it'll just become a big class action suit against this person and, and I can I can get a million dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure there's somebody, a couple people doing that, that, you know, that's because it's, I, I just don't, like that other woman with, with Art Moore, she had just too much detail. Okay. For, for that amount of time that elapsed. The detail was too exact. It's like you were really thinking about this that hard all those years, and you had to wait till now, and you're you're coming forward at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm like, I'm I'm skeptical on your 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 what you're saying is what happened and stuff. Too much detail. Yeah. You know? Well, and some of the stuff that they're saying is sexual assault. It's like, come on, slap that man's face. This is what that's called. That's not called sexual assault. That's called slap his face. You know, some guy, he looks at you and he says something that's nasty. Who are you talking to? You know, that that's not, to me, that's that's like, why don't you just do that? Just, you know? Slap him in the face? Yeah. I'll tell you why. Because their careers are on the line. Oh, well, yeah, a lot I of know these that. actresses work, you know, they're working their butts off just to get a, 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 a slot and a play or a yeah. slot and a show or something. And they know that if they slap the most powerful men in Hollywood in the face, they'll never have a job again. So yeah. they can't. But, uh, I mean, if you're just, if they're calling sexual assault from a verbal abuse. Yep. And, and, and to me, that's like, no, if they reach out and grab you like that fool. Senator um, Al Franken. Frank, yeah, that's sexual assault. Yes. There's a yeah. picture of him with his hands yeah. over the woman. He's yeah, done. He, yeah, he's done. He should be done and stuff. Stone that rascal. Stone him. <laughs> Stone him. <laughs> you know, that's what he needs. Uh, but, you know, somebody who's, who just said something stupid. Yeah. Because they're at a party all licking up and stuff like that. Slap him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or just please and just go away from that's to me that 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 doesn't warrant all the attention that it's getting and stuff and i know and if you're that sensitive about yourself and you're that you're you're that weak about yourself to allow these things to happen just so you can get a job you're in the wrong field well uh leanne tweeted leanne said it was time she told her story there you go uh, and she's the one yeah. in the picture with the guy who has his hands. That's Franken, over, yeah. Yeah, Al Franken. Yeah. And uh, the first thing I want to do is apologize to Leanne, to everyone else who was part of that tour, to everyone who has worked for me, to everyone I represent, and to everyone who counts on me to be an ally and supporter and champion of women, Mr. Franken wrote. I respect women. I don't respect men who don't, he continued. And the fact that my own actions have given people a good reason to doubt that makes me feel ashamed. Stone this rascal. <laughs> Stone. It's like, come on. You got all the, Please, put that nonsense away. Put it, give, give that nonsense to somebody who plays in the sandbox that wears diapers. It's like, did nobody believe in that? <laughs> He's all done. He should be all done. It's like, come on, your your apology's weak. Your yep. your and it's like your actions are, are speak loud. You got 
caught. You're stupid enough to have it get caught on film, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. You, you know the one person <laughs> who I think should not have said anything about it but did, of course, is our commander-in-chief, President Donald J. Trump. Trump. President Trump, who has himself been accused of sexual harassment by multiple, multiple women, women and has refrained from weighing in on those accusations against Moore, wrote on Twitter late Thursday that the Al Frankenstein picture is really bad, speaks a thousand words. Yeah. He spoke a thousand words when he said he can't help himself. Grab him by the JJ, <laughs> do what you want. I just start kissing them. He described raping someone. Who? I think he was just talking gutter talk from, from from the locker room. Right, but even in the locker room talk, if I say, hey, you know what? When I'm around women, I just can't help myself. I just start kissing them and doing whatever I want. That's talking about raping someone. Yeah, but it's not a but. I hear this stupid stuff in, in, in the locker room. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the locker room, man. Got a bunch of naked white guys. I don't understand why white guys walk around naked in the locker room. What's up with that? Having conversations and stuff about about all kinds of different topics and stuff. Standing around naked. What? Okay. Please. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand it. <laughs> I never. I. I never was a. And what I don't. I, to me, it's like well. Maybe you got some sexual issues or something like this. That and I think, well, if they do this in the locker room, mm-hmm. what, what what will they do out there at a party where they think they can get away with stuff <clears> like <throat> that? I don't get this naked stuff in the locker room. So, my question is: is I know some men who have done. I I know men who have beaten up women, who have physically assaulted I, I, I women. Know them. I, I, oh yeah, you do. You, you and I both know someone commonly oh, who has okay. hit women before, who has yanked a woman up by her hair, who has physically assaulted women, a couple of people. And now they would never be caught dead doing anything like that. They would kill if they saw another man doing that. Yeah. Should they be forgiven for their past if they are no longer like that? They should be forgiven for their past. They should make a, a a serious, heartfelt apology to the woman that they beat up, and they should, they they, whether the forgiveness comes or not, you know, they should take it apart. They should do what's necessary for them to make amends for what the evil that they did. Now, whether it's reciprocated by the person or not, that's not that's not on them. They can't control the behaviors of their person, but they should make a heartfelt apology, not these off the wall apologies that we're hearing all over the place. A heartfelt apology to that person, and something that tearful or anything like that, and they and and then. That's on the person whether they want to forgive them or not. If the person said, I'll never forgive you, then, you know, at least you went about and and made amends, and then you can go on with your life. Should they face charges for it? I don't know about the charges for it. If the person brings charges, then they have to face charges. I mean, even with the apology, if the person that they assaulted and stuff brings charges against them, then they have to face the charges. You know, mm-hmm. because they broke the law. That's an assault. There's, there's, there's a law that's broken. We live in a civil society, and we have to maintain order through the through laws. So yeah, they would have to stand accountable for their law, for for their actions yep. and stuff. 
So yeah. first it was Hollywood mogul Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein, God, then Alabama him. Republican R- Roy Moore. That's right. Stone. Stone. <laughs> then comedian Louis C.K. Yeah. Then discussions of Bill Clinton's passing. You know Bill Clinton. Oh, they're bringing up Bill Clinton. For I heard that too on the, on the news, and and some lady said. She said, and yeah, these type of things really destroy a woman's opportunity to to be successful in life. And then she said Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. It made Monica Lewinsky. It made Monica Lewinsky? Books, speaking engagements, all these things that regular people don't even think exist. Mm. Monica Lewinsky would have never had those opportunities. Is it fair? Is it just? Am I saying it in any negative way? No, I'm only saying to that person, that news person who brought up Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky as an example of how this destroys somebody's life. Do your homework, lady. <laughs> not in that case. Yep. You know, you know, that's just a simple not in that case. Right. <laughs> And to think just last week he was lecturing anyone who would listen about sexual harassment and respect for women. That's what Donald Trump said about uh, Franklin. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, Troop. I, I, it's it's tricky. Yep. Like I, said, I, I know I got foolish friends. They're dead now. I mean, mm-hmm. they kill people and put them in dumpsters in Boston. Mm-hmm. You know, and rob banks, all kinds of stupid. I got friends that are priests and, and, and in the clergy and all this business people and stuff like that there. But I don't have friends that assault women <laughs> and go around grabbing little girls. Mm. You know, I, I don't have friends that do that. They, they, I'm, maybe they do and I don't know about it, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, one thing I do know is I know people who have been uh, sexually assaulted and you never forget those things. Those yeah. things you, you pretty much stay pretty much stick with you. Oh, so yeah. that's how they can remember a lot in detail of what happened. Yeah, my my wife knows a few women who were sexually assaulted by some mostly family members. Yep. Yep, that's a big problem. Yeah, it, it's like so so you you got to address the real problem. Yep. You know, the fam- if it's in the family, there was a clue someplace going on. Yeah. And you just missed it. All right, Troop. I think what we're going to do is we'll take a break and then we'll be back on Truth It in the AM. And we'll stone some more people. Stone. Are you a manufacturer, dealer, or distributor in the following industries? Agricultural equipment, material handling, construction machinery, power generation, commercial and retread tires, transport refrigeration, marine, heavy trucks, automobile, temperature control, utility vehicles, maintenance and repair, or something else? Then Curry Management is for you. Distribution analysis, dealerization, and dealer distributor development are the top three services provided to manufacturers. We at Curry Management provide this along with the best practices groups, profit improvement workshops, merger and acquisitions, business valuations, and leadership management development to dealers and distributors. Do you own a closely held private company? 
We at Curry Management provide business continuation services, succession planning, leadership development, and other staff-related management training. Curry Management pride themselves in always being ready to assist manufacturers, dealers, and distributors with today's business challenges. Help yourself. Connect with Curry Management. www.currymanagement.com, 292 Lincoln Street in Worcester, 508-752-9229. Have you recently been in an accident? Did you back into another vehicle? Hit a shopping carriage in a parking lot? Or is your car in need of general repair? If your answer is yes, then ENC Auto Body is the place for you. ENC Auto Body is Worcester's premier auto body shop. We have collision specialists and licensed appraisers on site, and we make sure that you receive the best service you can find. Results are always amazing, and we take pride in making your experience with us at ENC as painless as possible. Drop your car off and rest easy knowing that your car is in the best care. But be forewarned, your car may come out looking better than it did before your unfortunate situation. ENC Auto Body, we're here if you need us. Located at 16 DeMarco Terrace in Worcester. Call us at 508-799-0014 and 774-329-7334. Working with some of the best Thai chefs, Bator has brought her skills from Thailand and Israel to Worcester with basil and spice. Her desire to bring the taste of the homeland here is one of the reasons basil and spice was voted the best Thai restaurant in central Massachusetts. Their menu consists of the best tasting basil and chili, drunken noodle, steamed mussels, seafood basil pad thai ginger chicken and more you can't go wrong with basil and spice they offer catering as well being a master caterer you can rest assured you'll be receiving the best full self and private catering events available basil and spice stands by you receiving the incredible and authentic thai dishes along with the best service at unbeatable prices Accommodation to your needs is the key to success. You can also dine in at Basil and Spice, located at 299 Shrewsbury Street in Worcester. Their relaxed atmosphere always provides the most comfortable setting for you to dine in. Do yourself a favor and head on over to Basil and Spice Thai Cuisine. You won't regret it. Basil and Spice, 774 317-9986, 317-9986, 299-Shrewsbury Street in Worcester. Serve weekdays for those who want to dine in is Basil and Spice Lunch Specials. For $11.95, you have your choice of garlic pork, lemongrass chicken, pad king chicken, or spicy tofu and vegetable. All lunch specials include a salad and Thai rolls. Basil and Spice lunch specials are available Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Stop by and try out the lunch specials. Hey. 
Everybody loves Chinese food. I know I do, but what makes good eats for me are the crab rangoons. We searched high and low for fresh, natural, good-tasting food, and that's when we were fortunate enough to come across Shangri-La. <laughs> Absolutely. And not only are the crab rangoons fantastic, but everything I've ordered for them has been exquisite and flavorful. They have timely takeout orders, but if you want to eat there, you're in for one of the most beautiful dining areas, period. You can tell. They made every effort to create a clean, friendly environment. Trust me, you are guaranteed to have a great experience. Everyone is welcome to experience the best Crab Rangoons. And everything else in Shangri-La, Fairyland. Shangri-La, 50 Front Street, Worcester, 508-798-0888. Call and order some great, great food, food now. now. Order online at ShangriLaRestaurant.net. Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa what? Konnichiwa. That's hello in Japanese. Man, if you want to say hello to me in Japanese, you may as well take me to 7 Nana Japanese Steakhouse. They have an outstanding sushi cuisine. Right. They also have modern styles of classic dishes and the friendliest staff. They are a cornerstone of the Worcester community and have been recognized for the quality of service they provide. And you know, I like my food fresh. And their lobster tails, my favorite, along with everything else on the menu. You know what? I'm about to order online right now. Hey, where are you going? I'm headed to 7 Nana Japanese right now. 7 Nana Japanese Steakhouse, 60 Shrewsbury Street in Worcester, 508-755-8888. www.7nanajapanese.com Hi, this is Trooper Joe of Archangel of Return to Chivalry, where we move in character development back to an era when it was seen as a privilege to do the right thing and extend a friendly and helping hand along with a loving hug to everyone. You can catch my show on blogtalkradio.com Slash Archangel of Return to Chivalry or on Facebook Live dot com slash Archangel Chivalry. Have that fun. Listen to Archangel of Return to Chivalry Wednesdays from 3 to 4. And we're back. It is your boy, Truth It Up, Truth It in the AM. And I am here with the one and the only two real to be phony. Trooper Joe is in the building. Troop. What's up? Uh, <laughs> That's a gangster talk. Huh? How you guys doing out there? <laughs> <laughs> I hope everybody's doing well. <laughs> yeah, everybody's doing well. Well, Troop, there's a little bit of shakeup. Things going on in the Massachusetts area where we are from. That's right. There are, there are a couple stories. One... Uh, the continued story, the female of the d- daughter of the judge is going to court today, you said? Yeah, she's going to court this morning. Ali Bibrod. I, I, yeah. I don't even know how to pronounce her name. I don't either. Don't care that much about her. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and there was a pipe bomb that may have targeted someone in uh, a, a school principal. Yeah. So uh, we'll go with the state police one first. One day after taking charge of the Massachusetts State Police, the new commander 
has ordered an investigation into the handling of the case of a judge's daughter who was arrested in October. The agency will conduct an investigation into revisions made to Ali Babard's arrest report. The results of this investigation and review will determine whether further action is required, said a statement from Colonel Kerry Gilpin, the state police superintendent. Yeah. At the same time, Worcester District Attorney Joseph Early has declined to comment on news reports linking him to an alleged conspiracy to alter or destroy evidence in the criminal case against Miss Bavad. She is the 30-year-old daughter of Dudley District Court Judge Timothy Bavad. News reports Wednesday and Thursday said there was communication early on between Mr. Early and or his office and now retired state police colonel Richard McKeon and or Massachusetts State Police related to the October 16th arrest of Mrs. Babad. On Thursday, the Boston Herald republished a report that said someone in the Worcester's DA's office communicated with former state police colonel Richard McKeon early on about the arrest of a judge's daughter by state troopers. Mm-hmm. Uh... A government official told the Herald there was communication between both the Worcester District Attorney's Office and McKeon on the Ali Babad case. State House News Service on Wednesday reported that officials acknowledged that there had been contact between Worcester Attorney Joseph Early and uh, Joseph Early's office and the state police. Oh, they're gonna say office. Oh yeah, they 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 be care. They're careful to say office. Oh yeah, troop. How much trouble is Joseph Early in now? I don't know, but I think that the the investigation should go deep. You got to go deep with this invest. Not just look at the problem. Here's the problem. Let's find the solution for the problem. No, you got to go deep. You got to find out how did these problems get started and what caused these problems to, to escalate? Because I'm sure this isn't the first and the only incident that occurred in, in, in uh, policing between in, in actions like this. And if it has to go into the district attorney's office, then the district attorney should be investigated for that. Nobody should be held above the law. And that's basically what this was. And when somebody in the law was doing the right thing, but, you know, they... She got arrested for being stupid, and she's on drugs and all these things, mm-hmm. and they try to cover all this up, not for her sake. Yeah, and that's not for her sake. That's nope. for somebody else's sake, you know? So, so, and then telling the, the, the two state police officers they have to change their thing. No, that doesn't send, that's not even a good message. That's illegal. You, you, you're putting somebody above the law, now, the investigation should go a lot deeper than trying to find out, okay, we solved that situation, that one little pinprick right here on this line of probabilities and the line of things that happened. Now, it needs to be, this whole line needs to be looked at and taken care of. The whole line, the judgeship, the, um, the, the district attorney, the state police, their, not their administration, yep. all the way down to the supervisors and all the way back up to the commissioners and stuff. Everybody in that on that line, the whole every department on that line needs to be looked at so we don't have these type of things that 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 can take place. Even though we didn't even know they could take place. Right. But we know now. Yep. So it it's like then 
we need to take care of those situations because you can't trust when you can't trust the law and it's bad enough that you can't trust the law if you're black you, you think you're gonna get shot you know right. if you can't trust the the law enforcement officers to do their job and do their job in the proper way then what kind of world are we living in really anarchy anarchy yep and everybody can buy stones at buy stones <laughs> Stone. That's what's going to happen to all of them. That's what should happen to all That's of them it. in a world of anarchy. Yeah. Um. I think Joseph Early's in trouble. I think he is too. I don't hope he's in trouble or anything like this. But if you if you usurp the law for your own benefit and stuff like that, you got to pay the piper. Uh, and it's crazy because Joseph Early has been getting such rave reviews from city council to the mayor. Everybody loves Joseph Early. Oh yeah. But I, I don't know that much about Joseph Early and stuff like like that. You know, he seemed like an all right guy to me. Mm-hmm. You know, got a tough position, but yep. there's a big but. Mm-hmm. If you're using your powers and to help help your friend or even anything like this here on a on something that's illegal, you're wrong. Yep, yes, you're wrong. And the judge, the judge, you know, come on, you're the judge. Yep. What do you think? You all live in a vacuum? No, all you judges talk to each other. Right. <laughs> you know? So, I don't want to even hear that. So, uh, you know, I know it's your daughter and everything like this, but if they break the law, they got to, you know, they got to pay the piper. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's going to get in that much trouble to tell you the truth. I think the trouble is much bigger. Yep. You know, you, you've taken the, the molehill and made it into a giant mountain, and I think that that whole... That whole line should be investigated all the way up to the mayor if it comes to the mayor. Mm-hmm. You know, to 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 the city managers and all the all that should be investigated. Even if it goes beyond that into the state representatives and stuff, all that to to the governor's council. They appoint these people. The governor does the swearing in, but the rep- the the recommendations come from the governor's council. So this. This could be huge and go all the way up to the governor himself. Yeah. Could go to, to, to Val Patrick, you know, mm-hmm. the, the former governor. And I, it, this could be, there could be a lot of, a lot of people could really fall from this here. The corruption, the corruption in, in that judicial system could be that big. Yeah. And we as people need to know and understand What's going on with our judicial system? Just so that we can feel as though we're being protected and served by the people who wear it on their doors of their car to protect and serve. Mm-hmm. You know, and everybody should be getting the <clears throat> fair and equal treatment by the law. If you're guilty, stone him. Yep. If you're not guilty, leave him alone. Give him right. an ice cream. So we have some texts. A texter <laughs> says, Massachusetts needs a special inquisitor. Pardon me prosecutor to investigate this who's going to be executed bennett or early i say bennett early's a favorite of joe moakley's cult holder mcgovern the benefit of one party rule mcgovern Uh, could be investigated yep another texter says joe has got to go there we go uh another texter says give the new colonel a chance to do what's right at politically and ethically Keep public pressure and focus on this. Ask nothing more than truth and justice. Justice for the defendant, trooper, politicians, and the public. 
Only with public awareness and pressure will we ever know if laws were violated, ethics were compromised, or good people operated in an honorable and specific respect, respectfully manner that afforded all defendants equal protection under the law. It means equal. Equal, exactly. Yep. I, you know, it, it, this is a big, big issue, and, and we're not giving it, you know, it's just starting right now. This is the case right now, and, and you know, the, the superintendents quit. I mean, they literally just quit. Okay, I quit. That's it. All, right, all over. And the governor puts in a new superintendent. Here's a new superintendent and everything like this. And, and how did you really make your decision? <laughs> they quit two days ago, and you put a new one in. They need a new one, mm -hmm. but you know, you looked at the records, and she's a nice person, and she probably is. Yep. You know, but did you did put her in because you thought the, the way Massachusetts old boy thing is? Let's put in a, a, a face of femininity and a softer face so that people really don't look at this hard. Mm -hmm. I hope that she's the meanest witch out there. I hope that that. that that this woman is so aggressive that she wants to be cast as the star in the Wizard of Oz as the Wicked Witch every time it comes up. I really hope that she has the demeanor and, and the fortitude to, 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 to stand up and do the right thing. Yep. The investigation should be investigated from the start to the finish, and if the finish line happens to end up in the White House, then mm -hmm. it should go to the White House. Hey. It's you know it, that that investigation should play out all the way because these are the people that are supposed to protect us, protect and serve. Yes, and they yeah. and someone dropped the ball somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, well, uh, in other news, uh, locally, an investigation is underway in Blackstone after a possible pipe bomb exploded and heavily damaged the vehicle outside of a home on Thursday evening. Few details have been released, but police said they were called to a home in Lakeshore Drive around 6.15 p.m. to investigate reports of vandalism to a vehicle. When they arrived at the home, police were met by the homeowner who reported hearing a loud bang that shook his home and noticed extensive damage to his vehicle. The officer requested a supervisor to the scene and the preliminary investigation determined that the vehicle was damaged by an explosive device, device, possibly a pipe bomb. Police said it appears as though the victim was targeted and there is no evidence to suggest it was a random act. Blackstone police said they were being assisted by Bellingham police, Woonsocket, Rhode Island police, and Massachusetts State Police Bomb Squad at the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Troop, what say <laughs> you about this guy who had a pipe bomb go off at his house? I, I don't know the guy. It was your principal of a school. I don't, it didn't say in this story specifically. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's what he is. I, I'm not going to rule out kids, but it's like, it's not that easy to make a pipe bomb. Right. It's, it's, you just don't grab yourself a pipe, throw a little bit of uh, gunpowder in there, pack it down tight, put the cap on, get, drill a hole in it, put a little fuse or something mm -hmm. like that, get some kind of something to, to ignite it and everything. 
They don't teach static chemistry anymore. No, but you just <laughs> teach it on the show, True. You just taught someone how to make a pipe bomb. Yeah, yeah but I went past, so they, they'll have to go look it up <laughs> themselves. Tune in to learning how I, to make I, pipe bombs. And, and I left out the key ingredients on what to use so okay, that, good. That, that you can good. get you know, the celery and all these things okay. like that. No, I didn't go and do it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's like, so I don't know who this guy is or why mm. somebody would want to blow up his, 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 his car or something with a pipe bomb or mm-hmm. anything like this, but what kind of world are we living in? I don't know, Troop. I don't know. <laughs> really? A pipe, I mean, you can get charged with a terrorist attack yeah. for using a pipe bomb these days. The guy in New York, there was a, a terrorist attack in New York where the guy used those pipe bombs. They Didn't they use a pipe bomb at the Boston Marathon bombing too? Yeah. Yeah, so pressure I mean, cooker bomb that right, but he was schooled for license on how to do that, right? <laughs> so I don't know if you were yeah. mad at this judge or I'm mad at this principal or whatever it is for your grades, but it is not worth going to jail oh, no. for years, and you will go to jail for years if they find out who did mm. it. Very Shoot. foolish thing to do. Back in the day when we used to get mad at somebody, we tipped their car over. Okay, I'm not saying do that either. I'm not either. Break the windows or something like that. We don't blow it up with a pipe bomb. Yeah. Yeah. We do more creative things. Pick up a, if you got a Volkswagen, pick it up and put it on the opposite side of the fence. Yep. Let them figure out how to get it out of there. I I don't think I've ever hated anybody enough where I I wanted to make a pipe bomb and blow up their car. No, I, I haven't either. I haven't hated a lot of people. No, Something's I, wrong with me. No, I don't hate anybody. I have no hate by half for anybody. I don't like mis. I don't two two things. I don't. I I I hate right now. I I hate the the miscarriage of justice that's going on, and I hate racism. Mm-hmm. I hate racism on a whole bunch of different levels. I hate racism in the way that we approach racism. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of these organizations that's out there, these these these. What do you call them again? Uh, black Lives warriors, Matter. Social justice warriors. Social justice warriors and a mm-hmm. lot of these, yeah, Black Lives Matters and these things. They're, they're, to me, they're, they're poverty pimps. They're using this here. They don't have any solution for it. They're just, this is what they're using to entertain themselves or mm-hmm. to make some money. And this is why I hate racism. I don't think, I don't begrudge anybody in the whole world, if you want to be silly enough to hate somebody because of the color of their skin, go ahead. Right. But there's no violence and all this stuff. And if you really want to be silly enough to care, mm-hmm. <laughs> go ahead. It's like, what difference does it make? Right. I know it makes a lot of difference. We go into the this, this situations and stuff like that, but that's justice. Yeah. That falls into the justice thing, the other thing I hate. I, I'm 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 more for 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 I want to end racism. Mm-hmm. I don't, I I don't want to end end if you're really that weak-minded of a person that you have to have somebody somebody to look at and say, well, at least I'm better than them. Go ahead, it makes absolutely no. Your weak mind isn't going to do anything to enhance my way of living or to 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 do anything to take away from my way of living or anybody else's. That's your own little weak self. Right, but. The, all these the 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 engagements with 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 all this kind of riots and everything and 
And it's all fueling everything else now with all these little riots and all this stuff. Everybody thinks they should own more guns. Yeah. And now they got more guns, they think they should shoot more people. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to blow up things with pipe bombs. Unbelievable. It's like, yeah, it's like we're getting mortars and we don't even need mortars anymore. We, we just use drones. Yeah. We'll, we'll put the pipe bomb on the drone and get a release switch and we'll just drop the pipe bomb from above. And we'll attack anybody we don't like, based upon races. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like yeah, you could spiral this thing all out of control. That's why I don't like it because no, no one of these um, of of all these what 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 I call them um, social justice warriors or any other kind of organizations have a solution. They're not looking for a solution. They're looking at the identify and collect data on a problem that's in your face. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's the part I hate. We just need a solution. Yep. Is it going to be easy? No. No, not at all. (laughs) And just by gathering more and more data about these type of incidents and things that happen does absolutely nothing. Right. You know, so those are what I hate. I don't know how I got off on that, but... (laughs) Well, I'm back. <laughs> hopefully uh, we won't have to worry about dealing with, well, I mean, I guess we're always going to have to worry about dealing with things like that. But, you know, I don't know. One day you just have hope. Jesus will return one day and fix it all. And, and you know, this, this another thing, I think one of the things that we do, and I think I said it earlier in the show, is that we're not giving the, the amount of, of, of reality of justice to the opioid crisis because... The opioid crisis comes with violence. Yep. Well, we're not looking at the violence. We're looking at this thing from this lens of it's a disease. Oh, the poor people who have the disease of addiction. Mm -hmm. We have to help those poor people. Given the fact, that's a fact. They need assistance. But opioid addiction, drug addiction, alcoholism is violent-natured. And it's getting worse. (laughs) It's getting worse, yeah. You know? It's it's more part. It's more accepted in our culture now. Yeah, I found uh, a couple days ago that there is a heroin support website, message board. Not su- and not so heroin support where <laughs> they help you get off. I'm talking about where people actually go and use heroin and oh, you know, go ahead. One girl, she had a heroin needle in her neck, uh-huh. and people were applauding her. Okay, world. <laughs> I'm true. This is a crazy world we live in. And everybody cries when she dies. Yep. Okay, that's good. Yep, I don't know. I lost a son to heroin. I lost many people to heroin. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was happy for them. Now, was it in the 80s? Who? When you lost a lot of people. No, just my son a couple years Years ago. ago. Yeah, I remember. Well, my ex-wife, that was years before that. Mm-hmm. And my sister, she died of complications from it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And those twenty-five guys I locked up, about twenty of them died in prison from from complications of, yeah. of, of that. Yeah, it's it's nasty and it's not new. Nope. It and it's it, it's totally not new. And and um, you can't you can't put band aids on it and put little cotton swabs around it and 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 make it neat and pretty and mm-hmm. show show. What's that commercial with the guy with the stethoscope around his neck? Real doctors don't wear stethoscopes around <laughs> their neck. They put it in their pocket. Yeah. You know? 
I was a junkie for 10, I was addicted for 10 years and now I'm not. Great, many people can get off of addiction and stuff like that. And But here's the trick too, folks. Here's what, you, what a lot of people really don't, don't, don't seem to realize that. Those 10 years that you're on addict, you're on drugs and everything, mm -hmm. it eats your body away. Yep. You're a mess. You don't come off of addiction and you're looking all healthy and prime and everything like that. Your liver's shot. Your your kidneys are gone. Your heart's beat up. Your skin your, is messed up. Yeah, your mind your mind is, is wherever you stopped. You haven't grown anywhere in your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, so, yeah. The, yeah, you got off the physical addiction, but the, the part that remained is the part that's really the nastiest part of the right. whole thing. That, yep. that part, that's the part that, that generates towards or gravitates towards um, violence and stuff. And don't don't believe that living on the street doesn't make, it, make you a hardened person. Mm -hmm. you, know, you may not be able to, to throw down with everybody, but the sneaky little stuff that you be able to do just to sustain a life is, is, is really out there. It's yep. a... Bigger problem than putting rose petals and sprinkling it with perfume. A much, 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 much bigger problem than the way we're trying to address it. Yeah. I don't You're people right. say, be on the board. I was on the <laughs> board. And I had to leave because it's like, you're not doing anything. No. Nope. You know, you're just going to make me mad. And I still, <laughs> I don't know how they can, uh, I just think they can just weather the storm for now. There's nothing you can really do. Not until people realize that you can't cover your your yourself. It's you know, somebody's on drugs. It doesn't matter how they got on drugs if you're not going to stop how they got on drugs. Yep. The prescription drugs. A lot of people are on prescription drugs. The elderly are a bigger addicted problem than than a lot of the people that you see on the street. Mm -hmm. But yet we're going to say, well, they get the drugs through the. Through, through their doctor, and this is why they're using the drug. Yeah, it doesn't matter why they got it. Eventually, it's going to become abusive. Yeah, that's the nature of the drug, and eventually, they're going to have to do something to sustain their level of addiction. You know, what was it? Is it bad that they they got addicted? Yeah, yeah. but you know, is it somebody's fault? Not fault, but was there a reason why they got addicted? Yeah. 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 Did, were they over-medicated by, by the doctors? In many, many cases, I think so. Hmm. Were they not strong enough in themselves to suck up a little bit of pain? And when they, they were just giving out drugs for, for toe injuries that, yeah. Many many people don't have a high tolerance of pain. Nope. You know, so it, it's like the problem, the problem isn't easy. The problem, the problem, definitely is going to take a lot bigger brains than the ones that I know, and and and. But the problem is something that's that can be addressed, solvable, not in the near future, but solvable. Yes, right. It's going to take a flushing, like like Batman said in the first movie. This world needs an edible. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's what it needs. The the uh, a whole flushing out. Yeah, yeah it, it it has to take place, but even even in the enema, you got to run the hot water first. You know, somebody's got to be discomforted. Mm -hmm. You know, and and then but you got to start. You know, and not just gathering data. Right. 
You got to do more. Yeah. And not just letting them do it in a, in a safe place either. Uh, and not legalizing marijuana <laughs> yeah. in California. It's going to be sold as recreational in January. Yeah. I think, really? <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Troop, it is 1058, which means we've come to the end of Truth and in the AM for the week. Uh we will see you guys on Tuesday, Voice of the Voiceless Tuesday. Yeah. And you also don't forget uh, Archangel and Return to Chivalry every Wednesday from 3 to 4 on blogtalkradio.com slash Archangel, a return to chivalry. Uh, anything else, Troop? That's all, all I got to say. I, I'm just wishing everybody has a great and happy, wonderful weekend and everything. And I hope you get out to the stores early and prepare for your Thanksgiving feast. And I want everybody to really prepare for their Thanksgiving feast and and, and don't start the, the prayer with God. Thank you for all these wonderful things that you bestowed upon us on this year. Start the prayer with God. Hey, what can I do to help you? And what can I do to help my fellow man? Mm-hmm. You know? I think I think it's time for that to be Thanksgiving this this year. What can I do to help God and my neighbor? Yep. And that that'll that'll be a good thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, I will see you guys next week. It's your boy Truth at Ah. And have that fun.